Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Nikki Druce. And I'm Beryl Mull. Just kidding. I'm Cheryl Holt. And this is Killers, Cults and Queens. The podcast where we're going to learn all about the spookiest, scariest and downright weirdest corners of the world. In this episode, we're heading towards one of the worst corners of the internet, the Manosphere, to learn all about incels and their revered martyr, or as everyone else knows him, a murderer, Elliot Roger. I didn't realise there were so many different ways you could say misogyny. So if you're just a neck, you're an incel. This episode's tickled me already. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you've only got three chins, you're not coming into the club. (laughs) Are you ready? It sounds like a science lesson in cells. Welcome to Killers, Cults and Queens, the show where we take you on a journey into the darkest corners of the world. Today, we're heading somewhere dark and filled with misogyny, the Manosphere, where we're going to uncover the gross world of incels and take a look at the life and death of the first incel martyr and abhorrent murderer, Elliot Roger. But before we do that, how have you been? I've been really good. I'm not going to lie to you. I had a little tumble, um, not a a bad one off the tube today. Oh, no. Um, It's one of those where you just, you catch yourself but it's so embarrassing that you're like, oh, Christ, everybody's watched me do this. Right in the peak of oh. of travelling. Like, everybody's on their way to work. So everybody's beady-eyed and looking for somebody to laugh at. And unfortunately, I was the clown in Paddington. Yeah, it's not the pain of falling over, is it? It's the uh, the embarrassment, I think, which is worse. It's the emotional pain. <laughs> yeah. That really is the trauma. It's the but trauma. You yeah. know what? In the words of uh, Destiny's Child... I'm a survivor. So uh, I'm here to tell my story today. How are, you, how are you doing, Nikki? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> um, I also had a tumble, not this morning, but like a week or so ago. And um, I fell over on, on the way to the airport to go and catch a flight and scraped up the whole of my knees. And they've only just healed now. Oh, and no. it was awful. And I was sat on the train <laughs> on the way to the airport with just like oozing coming out of my knees. Not I was, the pussy knees. It, it was because I ripped... So, sorry if anybody is squeamish, because you're not going to like this. Well, but they're I, listening to this podcast, so I don't think that that's true. squeamish. You're probably all right, but I, I scraped off so much skin that it wasn't even blood. It was just ooze <laughs> coming out. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I can really relate to that, because if you could see my knees... They are covered in like actual scars. Oh. And this is because of rhinestones that dig into my knees oh, when yeah, I'm on stage. Oh, rhinestone tights. Yeah. And all my costumes. So like, say if I do a dip or I fall to my knees, it's game over. So unless I plaster my knees pre-show, mm. I will just break skin. Yeah, because some people put like 
actual knee pads on, don't they, underneath their tights? It's just a bit too bulky for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, a good old elastoplast and I'm ready for action. But when you said you took a tumble, I was like, wait, did you tumble out of bed and stumble to the kitchen? <laughs> And pour myself a cup of ambition. Yeah, I yeah, think I've I had my cup of ambition today, <laughs> so I'm ready to rock and roll on this party and I... discover how disgusting some men really are. So, incels. The word has now become an insult, and the instant thought that comes to my mind when I hear it is a sad, lonely man-child in his mum's basement being a keyboard warrior. <laughs> but... Sad sap. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes that anger crosses over into real life and they can become very spiteful and dangerous people. So what do you know about incels? Well, I have to say, sitting down in the studio today and you say, we're talking about incels. I thought she said insects to begin with. That would be nice. I would love that. Let's do a show about insects. <laughs> love bugs. That's the after yeah, show. little cute bugs. That would be lovely. That's the after show. Um, but yeah, I have no clue what an incel is. But once you say it, it's like an imbecile. Yeah, kind of. But it's actually a shortening of two words. But we will get into that later oh, on. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Good to see you, Jen. Okay, well, steal yourself because we're about to jump headfirst into the dreaded manosphere. Into the unknown! It's a warm May Saturday evening in Santa Barbara, California, and in the college town of Isla Vista, fraternity and sorority houses are preparing for a night of partying. It's a place with a huge community spirit, with wild house parties being thrown many nights of the week. For many students, it's the perfect place to be, but not for one 22-year-old. For him, it was a constant reminder of his own inadequacies. A self-professed loner with social issues, he'd been on a quest to lose his virginity and get a girlfriend, but it had not been successful and he was painfully lonely. To help him cope with this, he began writing down his thoughts on his situation, turning them into a bitterly worded manifesto, which ran for 137 pages. What's that, Sam? outlining his so-called life of injustice. At the heart of his magnum opus, as he saw it, was his final plan, his day of retribution. And after years of planning, the day had arrived. He was about to murder and injure 20 people who were just going about their day, all because he was a virgin. Excuse me? Excuse me? I know several virgins, but I wouldn't... Even when I was virgin, I was like, mm, does anybody want me? Would anybody want me? But I was also 16, so... Yeah, he's a bit older. I'm not sure how I feel about this already, and we're a couple minutes into the podding. Why would you resort to... Do you know what? Nobody shagged me, so let me get some weapons and kill 20 people. Like specifically 20 people like are these people that have turned him down are these people that have rejected him are these people that have laughed at him like is this a hit list is he part of the mob well we're gonna find out so with this case we first have to start at the very beginning to understand how a young boy goes from a loving family home to massacring people so I'm really sorry to have to do this to you, but we're going to have to delve into the world of the Manosphere and more specifically incels to fully understand it. The Manosphere is a depressingly vast collection of websites, blogs, forums and communities that promote toxic masculinity, misogyny and most importantly, opposition to feminism. Blech. It's a huge umbrella term that encompasses the numerous breeding grounds for hatred towards women, like men's rights activists. You know, the ones that like to tweet when is International Men's Day, when it's International Women's Day. Those kind of ones. <sighs> My blood is boiling. Pickup artists, day gamers, which I didn't know this term, but it's when men just like to go and hit on women during the day when they're just minding their business, like doing errands and stuff. So, you know... It it doesn't matter what those women are up to. They're always a target. Oh. Commentators who speak publicly against women's rights, such as Ben Shapiro, Stefan Molyneux and Stephen Crowder. Uh, and those are ones that are quite public and lots of people follow them. I've heard of them. Yeah. 
and backlash groups against feminism such as fathers' rights organisations, men going their own way, which believes in the segregation of genders. And of course, everybody's favourite, the topic we're talking about today, incels. I didn't realise there were so many different ways you could say misogyny. But here we are. But here Here we we are. are. (laughs) Christ alive, Nikki. I'm not going to lie to you. These people need a hobby. Mm -hmm. They need a hobby. I mean, take them to the Lego store because that'll keep them busy for a couple of hours, wouldn't it? Keep them off the internet. M&M's world. (laughs) Hey, we're off to Leicester Square after this. But no, these these men really need a hobby because, look, I I am a child of the internet. Yeah. I grew up. Like, do you remember all the viral videos like Kelly shoes and oh, yeah. stuff shoes. like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, shoes. So, like, that's the stuff that I grew up. And I'm, I'm such like a, I wouldn't say I'm a techie person because I can't play, like, any games. But, like, I would always be online present on the internet but i also would get out of the house yeah these people have very much encompassed the whole of the internet into their personalities and like the worst parts of the internet into their personalities and um yeah it's about to play out in something really rather awful shock now to just do a very simplified version of this real life horror show the general gist is that they feel they're entitled to women in whatever way they like be that sex and relationships and their bodily autonomy and see them as objects that should serve them instead of being equal to them what's this the 1950s yeah apparently so now the word incel is an abbreviation of the term involuntary celibate And you might be surprised to know that the term was actually first coined by a woman. Well, I'm not surprised because women run the world. Who run the world? Girls. Girls, yeah. So in 1993, a Canadian student known only as Alana founded a website where she used the term invcel until someone pointed out that incel was easier to say and the term stuck. Her blog was titled Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project and was created as a space for people of all genders to discuss their thoughts and experiences on being lonely, being a virgin, or just for anyone that hadn't been in a relationship for a while. That's very inclusive. Yeah. So generally, it was a nice place that she set up to begin with. Yeah. She's since spoken out about the state of the manosphere and the incels part in the internet cesspool, saying it definitely wasn't a bunch of guys blaming women for their problems. That's a pretty sad version of this phenomenon that's happening today. Things have changed in the last 20 years. Like a scientist who invented something that ended up being a weapon of war, I can't uninvent this word, nor restrict it to the nicer people who need it. So she had no intention behind this to create something awful. Now, incels' hatred doesn't just stop with women. They also hate the men that are able to have relationships too. Unsurprisingly, they are also racist and believe white men should get first pick of the white women, as other races shouldn't be allowed to date outside of their own race. (sighs) No, 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 no. As I'm sure you can imagine, this inbuilt hatred manifests itself in extremism and, to date, at least eight mass murders resulting in the deaths of at least 61 people can be attributed to inseldom the most recent of which actually happened in the UK, when 22-year-old self-proclaimed incel Jake Davison shot five people, including his own mother and a three-year-old girl, and injured two others before turning the gun on himself in Plymouth in 2021. Do you remember that happening? I do not remember this happening. It's during lockdown. Oh, my God! Yeah. It was literally last year. Yeah. And in such a tiny little place as well. Yeah, Plymouth of all places. Yeah. All they have is a lighthouse and a big fish. (laughs) And unfortunately, an incel. Yeah. Oh, crikey. Where did you even obtain a gun in the UK? Well, apparently this guy had a gun license. So how he had that, I don't know. The threat of incels to the population is so high that in 2020, a mass murder in Canada sparked from incel ideology became the first instance of incel-related violence to be prosecuted as an act of terrorism. And in the UK, the government has an arm of its counter-terrorism unit also dedicated to incels, marking them as one of the biggest threats to society. So this is real, and it's not something that is... Minor, this is a big, big thing. Do you know what this is giving me? Mm. English Defence League energy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would say, probably. 
like, can lump those into white the same. lives matter yeah which knocks my stomach for six yeah in a word trash yeah basically they can all get in the bin and there's more. They've also adopted the red pill, blue pill idea from The Matrix. Seen The Matrix? Yes, I have. Um, and the fact that these people are literally getting things from movies means they're sat watching these movies over and over again and becoming fixated on them instead of building the Lego hobby that they need. Exactly. Get that Hogwarts out. Now... In the incel community, being a blue pill means that you've accepted the way that the world is in terms of dating, and there's nothing you can do about it. Your fate is sealed. Taking the red pill means that you know how the dating world works, so you would work on self-improvement to become the Chad that the Stacys want, which is how they refer to people who they perceive as normal, by the way, Chads and Stacys. And Stacys' mum's got it going on. Exactly. It encourages you to adopt an egoistic lifestyle and play women at their own game. Because obviously women are always playing games. Stop playing games. I'm all ganged out. (laughs) Then there's the black pill, which is the most dangerous of them all. I'm sorry. Sorry. Pause. Pause. I thought it was red pill, blue pill. Where the fuck has the black pill come from? Well, they've they've come up with this because apparently they are now writers on on. The Matrix. Oh, so they were part of that reunion show that they did. Yeah. The so, movie. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, no, 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 no. In the credits. Incel bastards. <laughs> Go on. Tease me. What the fuck is the black pill? Black pillars are so fatalistic that they believe they are so genetically ugly and disadvantaged that no one is ever going to sleep with them. It has a lot to do with chins, from what I can work out. So if you, if for people that are listening, if you want to just Google incel chin charts. It really does. There is a whole thing that they have about chins. And I'm really sorry to say that I had to go down the rabbit hole to find out. Well, Matrix related. I have had to go down the rabbit hole to find out about incels chins. (laughs) Sorry, you've only got three chins. You're not coming into the club. (laughs) (laughs) It's more to do with the lack of chins. So chads to them have have pronounced chins and uh, incels have receding chins. So, yeah. So there you go. So if you if you want to see something, incel chin charts. <laughs> so if you're just a neck, you're an incel. <laughs> yeah. That's how it tends to work, apparently. <laughs> this, this, this episode's tickled me already. <laughs> oh, dear. We got the giggles. <laughs> Those that choose the black pill option are usually on the path towards ending it all as they see no way out and they usually want to end it all by punishing those they see as better than them as well. God, this tale as old as time. So, now we unfortunately know what an incel is. It's about time we get to the main asshole of the story and head black pillar, Elliot Roger. Elliot Roger was born in London on the 24th of July 1991 to parents British filmmaker Peter and Malaysian Chinese film set medic Lee Chin Roger. He had a charmed childhood, spending his early years living between the USA and England, going on expensive trips, receiving excellent education and having everything he wanted. His parents weren't mega wealthy when Elliot was young, but they did have enough money for the family to have a nice enough living situation and for Elliot to have a comfortable upbringing. He had a younger sister, but then his parents divorced and the children split their time living between their parents' places and his dad remarried. Elliot disliked his new stepmom, Samaya Akaboon, a Moroccan actress who, fun fact, and you're going to like this one, was famous for being in the French version of Desperate Housewives. <gasps> I love Desperate Housewives. Yeah. I might have to watch the French version. Yeah. Yeah, I I wonder if the story is different, because I know with a lot of these reboots and things, they just do them in a different language. Oh, that's fabulous. But the thing with children of divorce, it's, it's a, a two-lane way I see it. You either accept that this is your life and... You grow to love the person that's come into your family and your life, or you 
resent them because this is what's broken up your family and this person's ruined what you grew up knowing as your family. And I know there's lots of other routes and avenues that people deal with it, but normally it's left lane, right lane. And he's definitely gone down the right lane and he's like, fuck you, you've ruined my family. How dare you go back to France? (laughs) Yeah, you've already guessed it. So Elliot was not happy when he found out his new mum was expecting. And not long after, he had a new baby half-brother named Jazz, whom he took an instant disliking to. Oh, God, this is where it begins. Now, we know a lot about Elliot Roger, all thanks to his lengthy, rambling and self-indulgent autobiography, My Twisted World, The Story of Elliot Roger. He's written a book. Huh? It's essentially a 137-page manifesto. It's available to read in full on the internet, but I really wouldn't give it your time unless you have very low blood pressure and you're looking for a way to raise that because, seriously, it's infuriating from the very beginning. Here's a little taste from the introduction if you're interested, which I reckon you probably are. I'll go for it. Humanity. All of my suffering in this world has been at the hands of of humanity, particularly women. It has made me realise just how brutal and twisted humanity is as a species. All I ever wanted was to fit in and live a happy life amongst humanity, but I was cast out and rejected, forced to endure an existence of loneliness and insignificance, all because the females of the human species were incapable of seeing the value in me. This is the story of how I... Elliot Roger came to be. Oh, how dramatic. Well, I would like to give props to you, Nikki, because that was a beautiful rendition of some bastardry. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, it's very Shakespearean of the levels of drama in just that introduction. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm going to mark him down because he uses the word humanity three times. In just, get your thesaurus out. Yeah, in just one paragraph. So, therefore, I mark you down. I give you a C. We're being harsh invigilators here. Exactly. Elliot grew up as the weird kid at school, and what with his family moving around a lot and the divorce, he ended up moving schools many times and found it difficult to settle, which he really struggled with. He lasted only one week at one school after he was relentlessly bullied by his fellow classmates for being strange. But it wasn't all sad for young Elliot. Seeking friends outside of school, he found community in the online game World of Warcraft, becoming obsessed with it for a number of years, even into his 20s. Another thing he was obsessed with, want to take a guess? Oh, don't say Lego after I've said all these (laughs) these people need a hobby of Lego. No, it's not something quite so wholesome as Lego. (laughs) Okay, Um, let me guess. Is it another game? No, it's not. Well, technically... (laughs) (laughs) It's played between two people. (laughs) Porn? (laughs) No, he just becomes obsessed with sex, just in general. Oh, okay. He discovered what sex was on a trip to the local internet cafe, which he and his friends used to frequent in order to play games. When he peered over the shoulder of an older teenage boy who was watching porn, he was around 13 at this time, and like most young teenagers, he was equal parts interested and also horrified at what he'd witnessed, crying on the walk home. I've just hit a vagina. <laughs> that is pretty much what he writes. Really? Yeah, in his manifesto. He says that it was very graphic and he didn't understand what it was and it just it frightened him. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there. I I think he might be a little bit on the uh, the, the spectrum of uh, sexuality. I think he might have dabbled in the others and he just wasn't sure how to cope with it. Quite possibly. Because I've I've been, obviously, for everybody out there listening, I am not <laughs> a cis female. I am a cis male drag queen, which is also a homosexual. So I I have obviously gone through the journey of, I mean... I knew from the jump, but obviously in school, everybody's like, yeah, girls, 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 vagina, vagina, vagina. I'm like, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. So I just I just had to be curious and have a look in a butcher's. And I was like curious, but also horrified. And I was obviously curious because I was attracted to the men. <laughs> so I, I, I can understand. And 
I think there's been so many cases in the past, and I know that's nothing to do with incels as such, but there's so much internalized homophobia mm-hmm. towards themselves that they project so much hate out into the world because they cannot accept themselves. So yeah. they project it onto others. So I don't know. I'm on the case, and I think there might have been a dabble of sexuality curiosity going on with good old Elliot. And that's why he was also projecting his hatred to females in the world, because he didn't know how to handle it. Mm, Interesting theory. I like it. But as the hormones kick in and he goes through puberty, Elliot's initial horror of what he saw in the internet cafe turns to curiosity, and he becomes obsessed with girls, particularly blondes and he sets his sights on getting a blonde girlfriend. He grows jealous of the friends he knows that are losing their virginities and getting girlfriends, and he sees his inability to do so as probably the biggest injustice ever, as he believes he is superior to all of them and should therefore be fighting off women with a stick. It's during this time the inciting incident happens which makes him begin to hate women. A blonde girl in seventh grade at school starts picking on him. He takes this to mean that all girls must hate him, and so the self-loathing and misogyny begin. However, when you're at school, that's what kids do, and you are taught by your parents that girls will take the mickey out of you, or boys will take the mickey out of you, because they like you. So maybe he was just not picking up on that clue. No, no, because he's become so in this bubble that he has no clue what's going on. Exactly. In the real world. As he graduates high school to go to Santa Barbara City College in 2011, things really begin to head downhill. Elliot has a plan. He decided to shack up in Isla Vista, a well-known college party town full of fraternities and sororities. And in Elliot's mind, full of blonde sorority girls that he'll be able to lose his virginity to. But the fantasy Elliot had been harbouring of meeting a pretty young blonde woman that was obsessed with him did not materialise. However, in his mind, he was going to make it happen. Now, Halloween in the USA is huge, and it's no different in the college town of Isla Vista. All the frat and sorority houses would throw huge house parties in October. They'd be partying on the street, DJs, keg stands, the whole shebang, you know, kind of a big, nice 90s college party. Yeah, I would have loved to. Yeah, I'm a mouse, duh. And Elliot thought this was his time to shine. He decided he would go to all the popular streets on Halloween night with a couple of his friends and get in with the popular crowd. But the slight problem being that he and his friends lacked the confidence to actually go up and walk into any of the houses. You go in. No, you go in. I know. I can just imagine just their little sad faces standing outside, staring up at the windows. It's like a scene from a movie. They spent the night walking around the town, watching other people having fun whilst they just looked on, desperately wishing they could join in, but being too socially awkward to jump in. The woe is me attitude continued for the whole first year of college. Elliot even started acting out of people he was jealous of, throwing coffee at a couple who he saw kissing in Starbucks. Hot coffee? I don't think they reported getting injured, so... Yeah. Maybe it was an iced latte. Maybe an iced latte. He then chucks more coffee at girls that didn't smile at him. Then he fills a super soaker with orange juice to spray a group of friends playing kickball in a local park. So he's already starting to amp up. This is not violent, I would say, at the moment, because he's not technically hurting people, but this is acts of... And he doesn't get, he doesn't get caught for any of this. Instead of maybe thinking to himself, maybe I'm the problem... He instead starts to think that the only way he can get a girlfriend is to get rich and get rich quick. As to quote Good Charlotte, girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. So he starts thinking about how he can make a lot of money fast. And how do you think he thought he was going to do that? Time to win the lottery. Oh, yes. Of course. Now, it's important to say here that Elliot isn't poor. He has nice things. His mum and grandma. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Grandma sent him an allowance every month. They buy cars for him. They take him on nice holidays. But still, it's not enough for him. He sets his eyes on the 100 million lottery jackpot prize and buys a bunch of manifestation books to ensure that he claims his destiny. He spends weeks visualising the win, putting all of his eggs in the 100 million basket, only to buy one ticket and, of course, lose. Because if visualisation was all it took to win the lottery, we'd all have Bentleys and gold toilets. This inevitable outcome is a crushing blow for Elliot. He can't get girls because of his personality, and now he's not got the money to win them over either. Now, looking at this from the outside, it's hard to understand how much of an impact being a single virgin had on Elliot. So here's an extract from his manifesto. Again, sorry about that. Here we go, chapter two. (laughs) After his first year of college. And we can see that in 2012, he is already planning to exact revenge on those who won't give him what he wants. And I quote, we ready for a dramatic reading? I will never have sex, never have love, never have children. I will never be a creator, but I could be a destroyer. Life has been cruel to me. The human species has rejected me all my life, despite the fact that I am the ideal, magnificent gentleman. I wanted a happy, healthy life of love and sex. But if I'm unable to have such a life, then I will have no choice but to exact revenge on the society that denied it to me. Oh, my God. So self-indulgent. Get over yourself, Elliot. I'm not going to have sex. So what will I do? Revenge. Like, shut up. Oh, shut up. (laughs) In the words of Kim Woodburn, shut up. (laughs) You want trouble? By gosh, you're going to get in spade loads, my love. A year of festering has passed, and this Halloween weekend, he goes to his mum's house because he can't bear a repeat of last year, seeing all the girls and guys having a great time whilst he watches from the lonely sidelines. So with the cogs now turning in his mind, Elliot works out his plan for his day of retribution. As a full circle moment, he wants it to take place on Halloween, so he can get revenge on those that shunned him in previous years. But... As there are a lot of police around on those weekends, he rethinks the date and decides it'd just have to be a normal weekend. With his plan cemented in his mind, he then casually just goes and has a glass of wine with his mum. During autumn 2012, he dabbled with a few other ideas, such as writing films, and he registered for some classes at college, but didn't have any intention of actually going to any of them, as it all seemed like too much hard work. Do you know what? I'm going to level with you here. He's been spoon-fed his entire life. So, of course, he doesn't know what hard work and grafting is. It's because he's been given anything that he's ever needed. I will say I have come from a a place of privilege. I was a very fortunate child, but I was also given the tools to go out there and go earn my own graft and really fight for what I wanted. So... As much as I had a very supportive upbringing, I was given the tools from my parents to say, right, now you're on your own. You've got to do this on your own. And this boy 
he's lazy because he's just never had to work for anything. Exactly. And I think he's just decided that he's going to get everything he wants without having to put any effort in. And that's, it's the entitlement. He was actually still convinced that he was going to win the Mega Millions lottery. But as it was an incremental prize, he only wanted it if it went up past 100 million. Because, you know, anything less than that. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Yeah, exactly. Weeks pass and Herbert Elliott is annoyed that the Mega Millions still hasn't reached his goal of 100 million. He was losing hope. How could he ever meet a girl if he wasn't super rich? But there was hope on Elliot's horizon. He had just discovered that the Powerball lottery prize was standing at 500 million. The only catch was it wasn't actually running in Santa Barbara, so he would have to drive to Arizona to buy a ticket. Any guesses what happened next? Yeah, he didn't win it. The writing was on the wall. He was devastated. He went to go and get some air in a local park, but of course he saw some couples there which massively triggered him. He had a huge tantrum in his car and actually called his parents to complain about how he was a poor 21-year-old virgin and he was never going to have sex and why was his life so, so terrible. Like sensible parents, they thought, wow, our son is really not very well and arranged for him to see a therapist that winter when he came home for Christmas. Can you imagine calling your parents, though, and saying that? Just how embarrassing. I've had conversations where I've been a little heartbroken because somebody's pied me off. I've had that conversation with my mum, but I haven't called them up saying, nobody's bummed me, no. (laughs) Like, I haven't had those conversations. (laughs) No, it just seems like a step too far, doesn't it? Yeah. But then again... Has he got anybody else in his life to turn to that he can be that candid and transparent with? No, not really. He's got his World of Warcraft friends and that's it. And they're all in the same boat, famously. They're all in the same boat. So, yeah, he's not going to get much sympathy <laughs> there, like I don't talking think. talking to a brick wall. At least he knows his parents have shagged. <laughs> <laughs> they birthed him. <laughs> Elliot didn't want to see a therapist, though. He wanted his day of retribution. So in the winter of 2012, two years before the shooting... He was planning this for a long, long time. Two years. Two years. He visited a local gun shop, Galetta Gun and Supply, and bought a Glock 34 semi-automatic pistol. Just like that, with no background check. Are we surprised this is America? It's America. Over the next few months, Elliot started hoarding guns and ammo. Again, he was allowed to purchase these things with no checks, and he amassed a lot of firepower. By the spring of 2013, Elliot had driven to Arizona three more times to buy Powerball tickets, each time sure that he would be the worthy winner of the money. Mm. Each time that he lost, he fell deeper and deeper into this awful hatred and entitlement to women. After losing three times in a row, he went and bought his next gun, another semi-automatic handgun. This handgun cost over $1,000. But where was poor lonely Elliot getting the money? Well, remember his mum and grandma paying him a weekly allowance? Mm -hmm. He was saving that all to buy weapons, which I'm sure grandma would have been really happy about. Uh, That would would send her to an early grave, I'm sure. Over the next few months, Elliot would come to think of women as mentally flawed. He believed that there was something chemically wrong with women's brains for them not to want him. According to him, he was a man of intelligence and the perfect gentleman. He could not understand why women would go for brutish, stupid jocks, and so came to the rational conclusion that all women were mentally ill. It was around this time that Elliot discovered a forum online for incels. He found his tribe, and it only helped to solidify his abhorrent thoughts. Oh, God. It was full of sad adult men wailing about the fact that no one wanted to have sex with them and it was music to his ears. With the words of his fellow incels ringing in his ears, in the summer of 2013, he planned his day of retribution for November that year. He'd given himself five months to, in his words, plan and prepare. The goal was always to take his own life at the end of his killing spree, but for someone so jumped up on their own self-importance, It was becoming a pretty hard pill for him to swallow. Black pill? Yep. 
During those five months of planning, Elliot did actually see a counsellor that was hired by his parents. The problem was that this counsellor, Gavin, was a young, attractive guy who was, according to Elliot, popular with women. They would often go for hikes together or even grab some lunch, and he couldn't bear it when women would check Gavin out. So the problem was only exacerbated. So over the summer, his parents hired two more counsellors to help him with his socialising skills. Basically, they were going to teach him how to interact with people like a normal human being. Elliot actually was kind of into this. He thought maybe he could turn his life around in five months before his planned killing spree. Oh, if only. I know. So one of the counsellors was Carlin a guy in his mid-twenties who went out with Elliot one night in Isla Vista to walk around and chat. But of course, Elliot being the sex-obsessed creep he is, quizzes Carlin on how many people he slept with in Isla Vista. When Carlin honestly answers Elliot and tells him he slept with four girls in Isla Vista, Elliot is furious and refuses to see him again. Jealousy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether whether Carlin was hot or not. So, <laughs> mm, right, this is this is where I cannot even pipe up here because you mentioned the word Gavin, and Gavin sounds sexy already. So I'm like, I can't even, I can't even comment. I know. I'm like, oh, I wonder what Gavin looked like. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to know now. Oh, this sounds like this sounds like this should be a movie. And then Chris Hemsworth should play Gavin. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see that. The second counsellor he was given was a woman called Sasha. She was only a year older than him, and she was also blonde. And we know how much Elliot fetishises blonde women. They hang out for a bit, and he admittedly has a good time, but his misogyny seeps through, and he becomes resentful that he has to pay this lady for doing her job of counselling him, but he sees it as her providing him with company. He makes it weird and ends the counselling. Do you know what? When you said that he was going to counselling sessions, in the back of my head, I was praying that one of them was actually going to be a female that could have actually turned things around and been that first interaction with a female that changed his mind. But no, he's so fixated on these ideologies that he turned it weird and he ruined it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And this counselling also doesn't seem like, mm, from my perspective, obviously I don't know what these people's qualifications are, but to me it seems a bit like this is all a bit too casual and he's yeah. not going to... They, he, they're like taking him out for lunch and stuff. Yeah, it seems like... You're paying for company more than paying for support and guidance. Yeah. I can understand, like, I've I've had some sessions where I've gone on walks with people. Yeah. But that's after I've had one-on-one sit-down stuff where we talk about the nitty-gritty and then you go somewhere else and it it changes the things. So it brings different things to the table because you're either more relaxed Mm. or you you have a different perspective because you're in a different environment. So Mm. I could understand if they were doing actual sit-down therapy sessions and then going for these walks and lunches. But if that is from the jump, it's not really, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't come for me, therapist, if that's your technique. (laughs) Elliot's 22nd birthday is on the horizon and instilled with a new burst of energy for his quest to lose his virginity before he turns 22, he decides to go out on the town. He gets absolutely hammered before he leaves his flat and then heads to the part of town where all the frat and sorority houses are. So he's just obsessed with going to these, you know, these little college places. It's because it's what he wants. Yeah, it is what he wants. At least this time, he makes it through a front door. Bravo, Elliot. Well done, well done. But that's mainly because he's backed up with Dutch courage. He enters one party, but soon becomes frustrated that no one is flocking to him to compliment him or dance with him. And then he gets racist. Elliot, as we know, is mixed race. His father is white British and his mother is Malaysian Chinese. Now, he's always assumed that girls don't want to sleep with him because he's mixed race. No, it's not because of that. It's because you're an arsehole. <laughs> you're an arsehole and you're you're standing in a corner not talking to anybody but just staring. I know. And why is anybody going to come up to the guy that's like, hmm, in the corner staring at you? No, Look you'd at be those like... great knockers. <laughs> so when he sees a pretty blonde sorority sister chatting up an Asian frat guy, he loses his shit. 
He goes up to the pair of them and shouts angry racist abuse at this poor guy before slipping and falling and then drunkily stumbling away. He's then so angry at himself that he stands up on a ledge and pretends to shoot people before trying to push some other girls standing in that area off the ledge. It was a 10-foot drop. Oh my god! So the anger is now erupting. We're getting physical now. Yeah, this this dormant volcano. Yeah. It's starting to bubble. Some guys were watching what he was doing, so they pushed him and he fell, breaking his ankle. <gasps> I mean, karma. When he comes to on the ground, he realises that he's dropped and lost his Gucci sunglasses somewhere. Although in his manifesto, he immediately assumes that someone has stolen them. He gets up and storms into the house where the party was happening, screaming that someone had stolen his sunglasses and that he was going to report them. Guess what, though? Old idiot pants has stumbled back into the wrong house and is now shouting at a load of frat boys. (laughs) (laughs) With a broken ankle as well. Yep. They beat the shit out of him and he ends up battered with a broken ankle. He then calls his dad to come and get him and Elliot tells him the boys beat him up. So they go to the police, but it soon becomes apparent that Elliot was the bad guy and his dad whips him out of the police station before his son gets arrested. Daddy. So he knows what his son is like by now. Yeah. Oh, God. I My heart breaks for the parents in all these cases because they're just always so innocent in all this. Yeah. After his well-deserved beating and self-inflicted ankle injury, Elliot spends the next five months recovering from his injuries. He realises that he's not going to be back to full health before his planned day of retribution. So he postpones it till spring 2014. Let me just move it in the calendar. Yeah, just move it in the calendar. It's fine. Not fitting well enough. Not fitting well. Besides, he still has hope that he's going to get a girlfriend before then and that he won't have to kill himself after all. By early spring of 2014, he has his sights set on April the 26th as the day he will kill as many people as he can find. He'd planned everything out. First, he'd travelled to his father's house to kill his stepmother and little brother. He was also planning on decapitating them and taking their heads as trophies. What? Then he'd lure as many people as he could into his flat and kill them. Then he'd drive to the Alpha Phi sorority and break into their house around 9pm to kill them all. And then he'd drive around the area, inflicting as much damage as he possibly could before offing himself. Or being caught. Or being caught. Around this time, he also starts uploading some YouTube videos where he waxes lyrical about how amazing he is and how he cannot understand why girls don't want to sleep with him. He even titled one, Why Do Girls Hate Me So Much? Well, if this podcast is any evidence to why, I think it's very clear. It's very, very obvious. Just stop being so creepy. That's the problem. Yeah. So, so sad. And at this point, it's so obvious as well to me that he is going down that path and nobody is stepping in. And I don't know why people aren't picking up on it. It's just heartbreaking because I feel like he could have been helped and that help never came. Nothing gets solved with anger. No. Arguments, they only escalate with anger. Yeah. Saturday the 26th of April was approaching. But on the 24th, he woke up with a cold. So again, decided to postpone the attack until the 24th of May. So we're now taking a month to get over a cold. He loves himself too much. Yep. He was almost stopped a few weeks before May 24th when his mum saw the videos he'd uploaded to YouTube and called the police asking for a welfare check. Well done her, because that's a brave thing to do. Elliot managed to persuade them he was fine. But had they searched his flat, they would have found three semi-automatic handguns, a shit ton of ammunition and all of his written plans. But they never did. And they deemed Elliot was mentally well enough to not warrant further investigation. (sighs) But after this, Elliot is shaken and devises a backup plan in case police come knocking again. He stashes guns near his bed in case he has to have a police shootout. So, sadly, the 24th of May rolls around and Elliot doesn't back out this time. He decides to go through with his plan. He started in his flat, brutally murdering his two flatmates, 20-year-old Cheng Yuan Hong and 19-year-old George Chen. 
Both roommates were found in their respective rooms and it's thought Elliot killed one of the men before he then waited for the other to return home before killing him as well. He then killed 20-year-old Wei Han Wang, who didn't live in the flat but who may have been dropping by to visit his friends. All the men were found with multiple stab wounds, including defence wounds. And shockingly, George Chen had been stabbed 94 times. Oh my God. 94 is a lot of pent-up anger and putting that into something. Yeah. And that putting that action into... Mm. I, I also think that he's just genuinely at this point playing with bodies. That's what he's doing. So he's got dead people in his flat. So what's he going to do? Sit there and stab them. It's just hideous. What if I do this? Yeah, exactly. I think that's what he's doing at this psychotic. point. Psychotic. Yeah, absolutely psychotic. psychotic. Elliot then left the flat and headed to a coffee shop and bought a coffee. Then he went and sat in his car in the car park of his apartment building and recorded another video. This video was called Elliot Rogers Retribution and was uploaded to YouTube detailing what he was about to do and why. He then sent out his 137-page rambling manifesto to his entire contact list on his email, including his therapists and parents. Oh my God. His therapist immediately contacted his parents, who jumped in their cars and sped down to Isla Vista, calling the police on their way. Oh my God. But it was too late. Elliot was already on his way to the Alpha Phi sorority house. Mm. He knocked on the door, but after no one answered, he randomly shot at women that were out and about nearby, killing two, 19-year-old Veronica Weiss and 22-year-old Catherine Cooper, and injuring a passerby. He then jumped back in his car and started firing into a coffee shop and then a deli from his car, killing a 20-year-old man, Christopher Michaels Martinez. Then he starts driving on the wrong side of the road, hitting a pedestrian with his car and firing randomly at the people walking on the pavement. He shot at a couple leaving a local pizza place and a woman riding her bike. By this time, the police had been made aware of Elliot and his vehicle and so they began to give chase. He then shot at a sheriff's deputy and hit two more pedestrians with his car. He kept going, shooting and wounding more people hitting skateboarders and cyclists with his car, doing as much damage as he possibly could. After exchanging more gunfire with police, he crashed. Less than 20 minutes after he started his killing spree, Elliot was found dead in his crashed car. By this time, as part of his plan, Elliot had also planned to take a cocktail of barbiturates and alcohol before he planned to shoot himself. Elliot did the deed before the police had a chance to, and he shot himself in his car. I was trying to do the maths as you were saying that. Yeah. And it got to a point where I couldn't even continue counting on my fingers at the damage and death that he had just created. Yeah. So he's just gone on a complete rampage and it doesn't matter at this point who anybody is. Everybody is a target of his. Elliot's killing spree on the 23rd of May has injured 14 and taken six lives. Veronica Weiss, Katie Cooper, Christopher Martinez, Wai Han Wang, Cheng Yuan Hong and George Chen. He had ruined countless lives, but to the incel community, he was a sickening poster boy for everything they stand for. He was their new hero. Elliot's retribution video was still on YouTube after the attack and the community flocked to it. Oh, no. Look, they should have... Oh, this is why the internet angers me, because things like that should have been nipped in the bud and taken down as soon as police knew who he was. You get onto it, you see, what are they posting? Where have they been? Da-da-da-da. A quick search of somebody's name, you will find their social media profiles, and you can... Con police can contact YouTube and be like, take this video down. Yeah. Because... The longer it's up, the quicker it spreads. And like in this day and age of technology, you can easily save a video and spread it in amongst on these secret forums and whatnot and cause more damage. So, of course, these people are going to get this video and go, our king, our saviour, our lord. It's like a cult. Yep, that's exactly what it is. And it's, you know, he's decided to do everything that all of these people have been saying that they want to do. So he's now this revered martyr for having completed all of this. 
And he's basically given a a poster of how to do it. Yeah. Oh. In the days after the murders, fellow incels created fan edits, editing the original videos that Elliot had posted and reposting them as mock movie trailers or fan cams, which is so disgusting to me. Sad saps. A fake movie trailer called The Supreme Gentleman that was made in his honour was still on YouTube four years after the attack. Are you joking? Yeah, violating those guidelines, but apparently YouTube didn't bother taking it down. Oh yeah, but a drag queen posting in lingerie gets taken down in 30 seconds. The community had started selling t-shirts with photos of Elliot in sunglasses and the words Supreme Gentleman stamped underneath. These better not be the Gucci sunglasses. He was glorified across the manosphere, with some users calling him Saint Elliot, or their patron saint. His name has now made it into their everyday rhetoric, and if an incel is talking about blackpilling and ending it all, they refer to their potential violence as going ER. (laughs) And after months of hinting, one incel did just that. Four years later, incel Alec Manassian killed 11 people and injured 15 others in a misogynistic terrorist attack. Before he left home to murder innocent people, he posted this on Facebook. Private, in brackets, recruit, Manassian, infantry 00010, wishing to speak to Sergeant 4chan, please. C2324961. The incel rebellion has already begun. All hail the supreme gentleman, Elliot Roger. Cheryl has just put her head in her hands. I know this is a podcast and I know you can't see me, but I, oh, this is like, this is like secret underground conversation, like patient 00143 to your collection point, please. I don't know why we're in Argos now, but... Oh, the rebellion. This ain't the bloody Hunger Games. I know. And it's just, oh, I don't understand where where you go from thinking, I don't really like women, to going, well, let's just kill everybody. It's like, how would the, what? It's a big leap. It is a huge leap. This ain't sports down, this ain't long jump. No. Whilst the world of incels does exist primarily online, it's scary to think about how easily young men who feel isolated can be weaponized and turned into very dangerous people through what is, at its core, extreme loneliness. Now, I don't want us to end on an awful note in this episode, so please know that there are charities out there which do a fantastic job of helping young men get their lives back on track and to find hope and love themselves after being involved in any kind of manosphere community. Hope Not Hate and Exit UK are both charities working to help men leave the far right and rebuild their lives. There is hope, and just to say, we will be leaving links to those charities and resources in the show notes. And that was the world of incels. So we just have to say the knowledge out there on this topic is vast, much more than we can fit into one episode. So please check our sources if you want to find out more. And if you have been affected by any of the themes in this episode, please, please have a look at the description because there is lots of helpful information there for you. Next time on Killers, Cults and Queens. We're looking into one of the biggest and creepiest unsolved mysteries of all time. The Roanoke Disappearance. You're definitely going to need your pinboard and some string for the amount of theories I've got. Christ, I can't wait. Subscribe and follow to make sure that you never miss an episode of Killers, Cults and Queens. And if you have a case or a story you'd like us to explore, get in touch. See you next time. And don't be a killer or join a cult. Just be a goddamn queen. See you next time. Goodbye. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.